You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. Welcome to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast bi-week takeover edition Starring Jack Wright, I am your host, Jack Wright. Joining me for today's journey is Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, and Brennan Chagru. Listen, folks, we are taking over Bears social media and Bears coverage. So let me lay out the deets for you. You want to grab your phone, your tablet, or your laptop. You want to get this down. So first of all, on Twitter, you want to follow Ryan Dangle for sure. And he is at Ryan Dangle, last name is D-E-N-G-E-L. Then you want to sh- follow Patrick Sheldon. He's at Patrick underscore Shells. Now, Patrick is a contributor to the Windy City blog, which is affiliated with the Fan Sided Network. So you can find the Fan Sided Network, the Windy City blog, at the Windy City FS. Brendan, at Brendan Shigaru. Now, listen, it's not Brandon, it's Brendan, and it's not Sugrui, it's Shagru. So it's Brendan Shagru at B-R-E-N-D-A-N-S-U-G-R-U-E, Brendan Shagru. Brendan is an excellent writer for The Bears Wire. No, wait for it. This is a hard one. It's at The Bears Wire. That one's pretty easy. Gone but not forgotten tonight is Logan Bradley. That is a busy, busy man. We're going to get him back soon, but he is at Bear Down Bradley. You're not going to want to miss my tweets today. My hottest tweet was about the Bears punter. I'm at Bear Down Jack. Now I'm going to sell us a little bit because I think we deserve it, especially these, these guys that are with me. We're going to bring them in in just a minute. But despite the Bears' less than stellar season, our podcast is trending upwards in a big way. Thanks to you, to all of you, the listener. We've heard a buzz out there that maybe there's a lack of Bears content on some of the other platforms. Maybe sometimes the buffoonery is just a little bit too much. Well, tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, you want content and you want analysis mixed with a little bit of fun. Bear Down Chicago podcast. Where can you find us? How can you listen? Well, you can go to at BearDownShyPod if you want to find us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. It's nice on Facebook. I can post when the guys have an article. I'll go ahead and post it there, and then it gets pushed out to a bunch of other Facebook platforms. You especially don't want to miss the masterfully sarcastic Patrick Sheldon. We'll get to that later. We're also on Instagram. Uh, Dangle runs that. He's great at it. All kinds of stories popping up all the time. Uh, he's ridiculously good looking, so you want to make sure that you you check that out. You want to listen to us, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. You can find us at all of those spots. So go ahead and, and, and get on board because this thing just keeps going uh, upwards and, and onwards. Let's bring him in. I wish you could see what I'm seeing. I wish you could see... These remarkably good-looking human beings. They're intelligent. They're wise. I feel, they, I feel like, even though it's a Zoom, they even smell great. How's it going, guys? Uh, Ryan, then Brendan, then Shells, how'd you spend your Bears bye week? I didn't watch much football at all. Uh, spend time with my mom, my kid. Uh, it was a good time. Well, first off, Jack, uh, I do smell good because I just took a shower about 20 minutes ago. So nice. you are right on the money, my hey, friend. Once a month is good. That's good for you. Impressive. Two weeks, every two weeks or okay. so. Fair. But no, it is funny. I uh, I was helping my mom with Christmas stuff, uh, you know, put, help putting up the tree ornaments, you know, moving stuff, trying to do a little shopping today. 
And I even said, because I, I just wait too much information. I didn't shower this morning. I was like, man, I stink. I'm so sorry, mom. But I was like, I'm moving crap everywhere. I don't really care. And yeah, I, I had red zone on my phone as I was trying to do all that stuff. And I had the main game on for the Bucks and 49ers game in the uh, family room. I kept hearing all the highlights and Sure enough, it was just the 49ers. <laughs> and my mom really hates Tom Brady. So we got, you know, we had some bonding over that. So that was fun. Why does your mother hate Tom Brady? Like he's she, my my mom has this weird hatred of just huh. you know, she just doesn't like certain people. She's like, I never liked Tom Brady. She has the same issues with uh Joe Buck, David Kaplan, uh, a few other people, just randomly. I don't know. Interesting. Well, I guess yeah. you like what you like, right? I have to admit, I hated Tom Brady for years, but as I've grown up and matured and appreciated football more, I, I've come to actually really like him. Okay, Shells, can I ask you, does it go, for me, it's been like, I hated him, then he went to the Bucks, and I liked him, and then all of a sudden I'm watching Twitter and people hate him again. And like, even people that liked him before, like this season, especially, it seems like people hate him a lot. Is that just me? No, uh, all he does now is yell at his linemen, yell at his team and throw interceptions and can't push the ball past 10 yards. That's the Tom Brady playbook right now. He's turned into Jake Del Ohm. <laughs> Whoa, that's a reference right there. I'm old, Dangle. I'm old. Oh, man. I was there. I, I remember that. that. <laughs> Even I'm old enough for that one. <laughs> yeah, but you were like in elementary school when that happened. Oh my God, was I? No, I was in early middle school. <laughs> they were talking about when they say Purdy was like five days old when uh, Tom Brady was playing. I can't remember if it was a college game Whoa. or. Was, Jack, did you just call what? him Purdy or Purdue? I did. I called him Purdy. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you said Purdue. And I was like, man, I'm, I got to stick up for my guy, Scott Swartz. Okay. I would say Iowa State. He's got to be. Th- that That kid is balling out right now. It's It's been fun, but it's. Is can anyone ball out for the San Francisco 49ers except for Trey Lance? Oof. How many first round picks did they give up for? Was it three? Was it three? three. I think it was three. Three. Goo. Shells, uh, what did you do on your besides uh, mopping up puke and uh, nursing children? Uh, sorry, man. What what did you do today? No, no sick kids uh, this week. Knock Excellent. on wood so and, and anything else I can find in the immediate vicinity. Um, I didn't do a whole lot today. We had a really busy Friday night. We went to Polar Express, which is like two and a half hours away. Um, we didn't get home till real late. And then Saturday morning, we had two basketball games with the kids, then a birthday party, and then a fundraiser for my son's baseball team. So we were just kind of running around all weekend like crazy people. And so today uh, was sticking around the house, cleaning a little bit, sort of reconfiguring and recalibrating for um, – the awesome work week that's about to kick off. I'm super excited to get back to work. I can't really even imagine what the, I, I can't imagine. I guess the holiday season, at your household is going to be straight chaos, chaos. to some extent. Yeah. Uh, let me just tell you, having you know, 15, what I have a 15, 16, and 18 year old, you'll get through this and it will be better. It really <laughs> will be. <laughs> like there will be way more golden moments than there are what did we do? (laughs) Yeah. It's for me, it's just not dropping the ball too many times and like not forgetting things. There's just uh, three kids all under the age of eight at the moment. It's, it's um, yeah, I I need to stay organized. Well, you can always win at drinking shells. (laughs) That's right. I watch red zone all frigging day. I don't know about you guys, but to me, a perfect weekend is if the car doesn't leave the garage and I see almost no people. And that's that's what I did. And the football was fantastic. Uh, there were some, yeah, there were just some amazing plays. I'm glad you did the family time, Ryan. But you're going to see some highlights that you just they're gonna blow your mind. Pretty sweet. I have a 17-month-old. Some... I don't get to do that. I don't get to no. sit around and watch football. No. No. Only if the Bears are on. That's your... That she my, naps. Yeah, my mom is awesome. Uh, so she naps for a couple hours during the game, and then like the last hour, my mom will watch her and hang out with her for a little bit. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't get to watch football. Guys, we have some uh, remarkable sponsors. Why don't you tell the listeners about them? Sure thing, Jack. So one of the worst things I think about the winter is. 
He's just always getting hat hair when you put on those winter hats and you can't show off that magnificent haircut that you get. It's just one of those things about living in, well, (laughs) living in winter cold weather. Shells doesn't have that problem. One, he's in warm weather and two, he doesn't have hair. So, you know, he's, he's got us on both accounts. But if you're looking for a haircut that might or might not get ruined by some winter hats, hopefully not. But you should check out Sheridan's Barbershop. Sheridan's Barbershop is located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, and they've been serving the community for 68 years. With six barbers, they're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, and they have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Visit Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. Do you guys ever go down the rabbit hole? You know what I'm talking about. So I'm looking at Russell Wilson's gajillion dollar home because that dude just, <laughs> I mean, he's getting paid stupid money for, for forever. And so I'm looking at that home and then I'm like, you know what? Let's look at some other Colorado homes and let's look at some Chicago homes. And then after a little while, you're like, okay, could I afford this one? Could I not afford this one? If you're thinking down that line, you're thinking, well, okay, I don't really know. Just reach out to our guy, Jeff Cadwallader. Interest rates are up. Prices are up. Real estate is not dead. When you have questions, Jeff Cadwallader with At Properties, Christie's International has your answers. Jeff's 15 years of experience has been featured in Chicago Magazine and even Forbes because of his commitment to his clients. To connect with Jeff, visit GenevaJeff.com today. That's GenevaJeff.com. And let them know the guys, the Bear Down Chicago podcast, say hello. Guys, we talked about it a second ago, that absolute chaos at the house here uh, for a little while. And part of that is scrambling around to find Christmas presents for everybody. Are you looking for the perfect gift for that special someone? Then you got to check out Fan Art by Levi. You want something truly unique for yourself or somebody else's holiday season? The Fan Art by Levi shop on Etsy features over 100 different original pieces of spray paint art. Each painting is original. It's signed, and it's one of a kind. The shop feeds anything you want. You want sports teams? They've got it. Superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, and more. You like the Bears? They've got some great bear stuff. If you like the White Sox, and I'm not sure why you would at this point, uh, they do some tremendous things with, with the White Sox logo, too. But you can't. You can find amazing stuff and affordable art at the Fan Art by Levi Shop on Etsy. Can't recommend it enough, guys. Go check it out uh, if you're looking to pick up something special for somebody this holiday season. Sorry, Jack. I uh, I just know we're in the midst of free agency, and um, I don't know what to tell you, but I just kind of want to reach out, wrap my arms around, and give you a big hug. Uh, this offseason, the White Sox prefer, have let yeah, me down, and I'm not even a fan. Hug. Yeah, I mean, like Sylvie gets pissed off about them, and he's not even a White Sox. Fan. Yeah, people that aren't even White Sox fans right now hate the White Sox because infuriating. They are absolutely infuriating. So I would take the hug as opposed to like <laughs> the kick in the nuts, low hanging fruit White Sox, you know, suck type of stuff. Because I'm aware, I'm aware. <laughs> Hey, just one more thing, folks. If you do go to Art by Levi, make sure you add the code bear down, all one word, all caps, bear down for an additional 10% off. It would be awesome if you did that, folks. I still have some shopping to do. So let's get into it. There's no Bears game. Clearly, we don't really have a horse in the race, so there's not a lot of like pressure on anal- uh, you know analysis for the for the Bears specifically. Uh, Ryan, you, you said you didn't get to watch a ton of the, the games today, but I'd still be curious in your you know on your take. Just looking for takeaways from around the league, um, whether it be today's games if you had a chance to watch, or just in general where we're at at this point heading into the playoffs. Let's go with Shells, then Dangle, then Brendan. Takeaways from around the league. I've got two quick takeaways. The first, we talked about a little bit. um, Some quarterbacks, some very high-profile, high-draft pick quarterbacks um, whose future is very uncertain. Uh, We heard about Jordan Love maybe requesting a trade out out of Green Bay. Uh, the 49ers have looked great with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. So where does that leave Trey Lance? And then uh, Zach Wilson uh, inactive again today. And Mike White has looked really good uh, in relief of, of Zach Wilson. So 
Um, I'm interested to see what happens with those three young quarterbacks, but who knows? Uh, one, maybe more could be on the market uh, very soon. And then the other thing ties into the Bears. Uh, watching the Denver Broncos, and they have very similar record to the Bears, but just kind of watching how that team plays with their record and how the Bears have played with the same record, it's just night and day to me. And maybe it's expectations and kind of uh, apathy has set in in Denver, but the players just didn't look like they were playing with the same zest or the same uh, enthusiasm as the Bears. And I think that's a credit to uh, Matt Eberflus and his staff for having them ready to play each week and having them competitive and and still fighting uh, every minute of every game despite their record. I only caught a little bit of the tail end of that game, but I was kind of surprised to see Denver fight to the end for at least this game where they, they, they've been really bad throughout most of them offensively, at least is anyone going to win the NFC South? I mean, I think that's my real question. Okay. I mean, I can't math. So Brennan Chagru, I feel like you're (laughs) the only person that, that I can rely on for this question. If the bears were in the NFC South, would they still be like, would they still be in contention? Oh man, dude! I don't know why you're putting me on the spot for math. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, is... okay, okay. So, oh, so, man. so hear me out. So, so Tampa Bay is six and seven. Carolina's five and eight. Atlanta's five and eight. New Orleans is four and nine. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think the Bears are technically eliminated if they're in the NFC South. I mean, someone much smarter than me is listening to this podcast and telling me that I'm an idiot. Totally fine, valid, valid argument. But I, I just, you know, I'm not saying they're they're not going to the playoffs. They're a terrible, terrible football team, but. The NFC South, I feel like that was always the NFC East. The NFC East was always just bad football on top of bad football on top of bad football. But that's the NFC South this year. It's flipped. It's crazy. Yeah, the NFC East was just god-awful for the last like few years. And we always said, and I remember saying like, hey, Chicago's further east than Dallas. <laughs> Can we put them maybe in that division because they could have a chance for playoff one? And that was in 2019 when... You know, we thought that the Bears were going to be good, but I know it is crazy. Just there's always that one division that is so piss poor that you, everybody looks at them and, and is like, can one of you just, you know, get your shit together? Really? Uh, all right. If we're moving to me for takeaways, uh, I think my biggest ones come from the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings game. Um, the Lions kind of look scary. I'm not liking that. It seems like they're finally putting it all together. I liked a, a tweet that Mina Kimes had. They said she said D- Detroit is a fully armed and operational battle station now on offense. And immediately I said, okay, so Justin Fields is Luke Skywalker. He's gonna come in and blow it all to hell because that that'd be cool. <laughs> I love that Star Wars reference, Brennan Shagru. I love all Star Wars references, but I think I like that one really, really more than than most of the other ones we've heard lately. Thank you. I should have tweeted it out. Maybe I still will tweet it out because it's it's still kind of relevant. But I like I said, I was way too busy today. I was I wasn't really on Twitter, unfortunately, as much as I would have been on a Sunday afternoon. But going back to the game, the Lions offense, they really do look phenomenal. Jamison Williams with his first touchdown catch, he's finally healthy. They've got weapons, and Jared Goff actually looks like a good quarterback. This isn't one of those, like, hey, he's had a couple good games. He's had a really good string of games. And now you kind of see the Vikings, the ship's starting to, you know, rock a little bit more. The floor's going to break under them. There's been so much talk about them being one of the worst 10-2 and teams ever. And the numbers back it up, the 10-3 and now, yeah. Uh, The fact that they... Basically, we're just if you flipped every one possession game on its head, they'd be one and 11 before coming into the game today. It just shows how many close wins they've had and how much luck they've had to get to it. And now the Lions just look so much better than them. And the other takeaway I had that you guys haven't mentioned yet. Our boy Mitchell Trubisky is still Mitchell Trubisky. He had three interceptions coming in for relief. For Kenny Pickett, I wrote an article yesterday about games to watch, and I put the Steelers Ravens on there uh, for Bears fans to watch because obviously no Bears. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if just Mitchell Trubisky somehow got in and then we'd have the battle of Roquan Smith and Mitchell Trubisky. Sure enough, he gets in and Roquan Smith picks him off. Just that That's hilarious. I don't know what it means, but it's funny as hell. Dude can't get out of his own way. It's crazy. Was it you? So Logan, I think, said. He seems to have all the athleticism. 
you know, a good arm. He just, he can't process, it seems, or he, like, try easier. Maybe he needs to, I don't know. But I think we know, you know, he is who we thought we, he is by now. My biggest takeaway is fly, Eagles, fly. Holy frigging crap, you guys. That team is so good. Uh, they are the leader in the clubhouse, in my opinion, when it comes to potential Super Bowl winners. And I'm, Jalen Hurts is making a, a, a stake for MVP. Here's what I've decided. I've, I've got a hack. You guys might enjoy it. I've decided that watching the Eagles is watching the Bears of the future. And I'm just, that's what I'm going with. And and I will say there might be some truth to it because, boy, did they, they were on the struggle bus, you know, the last couple of years in terms of, you know, for a while they relied completely on, on Jalen Hurts. They had really no passing game. The head coach was the OC. He gave up play calling duties. They've been flowing ever since. Uh, they just, uh, boy, they, they are talented and made it look easy today. And then does anybody take a sack more willingly than Cousins? Like quite honestly, yeah. There's some Packers fans on Twitter that. Oh, sorry, Jen. No, not that. No, not that. Gotcha. Uh, when he the defensive pressure, Patrick is surrounding oh, him. Right. Yep. There's no elusiveness. He he just he just gives up. He's not down. mentally tough. I think that's the biggest thing about Kirk Cousins. You like that. You like that. Yes, he's going to make some great throws. He's got a he's got a strong enough arm. He he's got a fairly decent pocket presence. But but you rattle him, he's done. It's 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 over. And they're paying him so much money to be meh. This goes yeah, up into a little white white man, heavily chained shirtless ball. There's a there's a huge troll. I won't even mention his name because uh, honestly, some of the stuff he's put out on Twitter has been very questionable. But he's a Vikings fan, and I saw his first reaction. Um, somebody retweeted him today, was to say that the Vikings lack weapons uh, on offense, which I thought was absolutely comical to try to excuse their performance. What? Yeah. Justin Jefferson had 223 yards. He's on Hawk- pace to break Hawkinson? the single Hawkinson, season. Cook, Thielen. <laughs> Jefferson, Please. yeah. Huh. That, <laughs> Good that, God. That might be the he, worst. I mean, I've seen some bad takes oh, over the last God, two weeks. <laughs> that's really – that That might be the that's worst. Bad. Yeah, that solidified uh, the, the dumbest person on Twitter tweet, like, ever. All right, fellas, let's talk Bears for a bit. There's not a lot here, and we're not going to try to squeeze water out of a rock. But, Brennan, could you give us some news and nuggets? What's What's going on with the Bears in this bye week? I got to say, Jack, there really isn't anything. I mean, if you want a Justin Fields update, he was in New York City walking through the Christmas lights with Equinemia St. Brown and Dante Pettis. So interesting. That's great. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) I mean, hey, you know what? Guys are tight. That's cool. I mean, I'm just kind of like, really? Equinemia and Dante? Like, all right, do, do you have fun? But really, the biggest news that came out of this week was. The NFL draft in 2023 and reluctantly, I don't like talking about this right now. I'm sorry. And Ryan especially knows my thoughts on this. I just, the NFL draft has become such a beast and the coverage keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we've gotten into the, into November and December now where we're getting flooded with mock drafts and the freaking season's not even over yet. We don't even know where the bears are going to pick. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, hey, Brendan. I just I just did a mock draft while you were talking about this. I got 32, 32 first round draft picks. I think I think I got it set for the Bears. So that's, that's so awesome, Ryan. It's, you know it's what? Amazing. Thirty two. That's so good. I don't know how you did it. You should go to right down to Hallis Hall and say I'm the new GM because I was I, able to make all these freaking trades happen. Okay, Ryan like, Poles. I'm I'm available. I'm yeah. available. I, you I should definitely eat. tweet about it endlessly. Yes. Rate my mock draft, please. please. I just, like aside from Jacob and Fonte, like I really don't want to look at your mock drafts. I don't. And I, and Jacob knows he's a sick individual who can't stop himself right. from making mock drafts. I've already, and I love Jacob. I, I'm saying that all in love. I've I've told him very much. But everybody else, man, I just can't stand it. And I will say, it's hard when everyone's saying, and I'm going to go on a soapbox here. When uh, everybody's like, yeah, we're, we're playing for the, the number two pick, the number one pick, the number three pick. When did we get to a point where we're playing a season just for the draft? It's supposed to be the opposite. OK, and I know I'm the old man, you know, throwing rocks at windows or something. But 
I'm just, I can't think like that. And if we get the number two pick, if we get the number three pick at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, great. But I can't, I just can't worry about it now because I'm still worried about actual football. And I want to watch actual football. I, we were guaranteed 17 games a year for the Bears. That's not that much. And you just don't know how many, you you can only see so many games. So with all that being said, for those people that do care about the draft, the only big notable news is the Bears are now going to pick third overall instead of second. They were in second. They dropped down to third because of Denver losing to Kansas City. They have the better strength of schedule. So there you go. That's that's kind of the only thing. Everybody's up in arms about it. I personally, I don't care as much until, until January 9th or 10th hits when the season actually ends. But I'm sorry. I just get so, I get so mad seeing all these draft mock drafts and everything like that. It's it's too soon. It's way too soon. It's, is it getting to the point of like, you know going into long, detailed iterations of your of your fantasy football team? I mean, you know, people you just don't really people don't want to hear it. Just a, a bit of positive news: Jalen Johnson was named the Bears' nominee for the Walter Payton. Man of the Year Award, which I thought was really pretty cool. And then Adam Johns had an article in The Athletic uh, that was about the the, the behind-the-scenes story about Tevin Jenkins' move to, to guard. And while I was hoping for a little bit more insight into what exactly was happening with him at the beginning of the year, it at least did allude to the fact that ultimately he wasn't on board. He just, he, he wasn't, he wasn't, on board with the the attitude and the direction that Flus was trying to take the team, and I, I think if anything, it, it appeared to me that they gave him time to think about it, and and and, and then eventually you know, called him, said, "Hey, we have a hold of guard. We want you to play guard," and he embraced it. Uh, and and we've seen what's happened ever since. So, you know, if nothing else, it's a bit of a success story. Now, I, I could be wrong. There, there may be more to it that comes out later. You know, we all speculated. We didn't know if it was something to do with mental health or if there was a disciplinary thing or something in his personal life. But it it, it appeared, based on what John's wrote, that it primarily just had to do with, hey, man, get on the hits bandwagon, brother. And so eventually he did. Yeah. And, right, you John. know, we we talked about this, I think, a little bit when it happened. Things like that, this happened even in normal workplaces. You get a new boss, you sign on to work with somebody different, you kind of vibe with them, and then something happens, they leave or they get let go. And it's kind of hard to adjust. So I think that's kind of a real moment for Jenkins. And, you know, I love that, you know, breakdown you gave of it. And I'm glad it worked out. Everything worked out the way it needed to. But I think it's some of those, something like that, that is more common than we think it's not just with football players or inside a locker room or anything like that. Again, I do think Chris Morgan is doing an excellent job. They've got a belt that they pass around and Tevin Jenkins is trying to win it. It's based on pancakes and, you know, aggressive blocks. And so I think there's an attitude in that, that room specifically, that's going to be, I think it's going to, to, to pay off. And I don't think the whole line has been as, as putrid as people expected it to be. Uh, Even given the injuries and all the, all the um, you know rotating chairs. It's 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 been pretty good, gentlemen. I want you to rate my rookie rankings. You're going to need a writing utensil for this exercise. I placed rookies into three categories: does not meet, meets, and exceeds. Are you does not meet? Somebody's doing their end of year evaluations. <laughs> no, just at this point so far. And and I just I, I picked three per category. I would like you to critique it. Did I miss anybody? Errors or omissions? Would you place anybody? Just standout items when I when I read who is where. For so exceeds. Jack, so yes. sorry. Exceeds, meets, and does not meet. Thank you. So based on your expectations, so clearly it can be pretty subjective. In my exceeds category, I had Jack Sanborn, Braxton Jones, and Trenton Gill. Sanborn, Jones, and Gill. In my meets expectations category, I had Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Jones, and Kyler Gordon. So Brisker, Jalen Jones, Kyler Gordon does not meet, 
Bayless Jones Jr., Tristan Ebner, and Dominique Robinson. So Bayless Jones Jr., Tristan Ebner, and Dominique Robinson in Does Not Meet. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to look at the list. And obviously that's not all the rookies. I've, I've left some off. Some of them were drafted. Some of them were undrafted free agents. I'm going to go with Shells and then Dangle and then Brendan. Rate my ratings. How'd I do? I like it, Jack. I've got a couple questions, and I'm 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 guessing it has to do with your personal expectations of them prior to the season. And so maybe you had high expectations for Brisker, um, but curious how he ended up in the meets and not exceeds. Did you just have super high expectations for him? You know, that one was definitely on the razor's edge for me. I felt like when you looked at the three that I put in the exceeds category, to me, there was kind of no doubt about it. I mean, I, I don't really think anybody expected that from Sanborn or Jones. And I, I don't think we really knew much about Gill. So I had hoped that Brisker would be an immediate playmaker. And I do think that he has played very well. I thought that he would start and I thought that he would play. He's played a little better than I expected. But I guess since I was going 3-3-3, three, three, and three, he got bumped down to the meets category. Gotcha. The only other comments I had, um, I'm glad you put Gordon in the meets. I know he was much maligned at the beginning of the season, but I think he's played really uh, a lot better as the season's gone on. I know they've thrown a lot at him at the beginning of the season, and I think he's starting to really handle it well and come into his own. Come into his own. Uh, and then Robinson for me is was a tough one just because I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for him coming into this season. I know um, he switched positions a few times in college. I know he's got the athleticism. He's got kind of some of the raw talent, but I think he's going to be a bit of a work in progress. And I'm, I'm hoping he can develop into, um, a more productive pass rusher. Um, I'm still hopeful he can be, uh, but I think it's fair to put him in, in the does not meet category. Cause he, he hasn't really produced a whole lot, uh, but I would say for Bears fans that may be disappointed in him this year, uh, just keep that in the back of your mind. He's probably going to need a little bit of time to be molded into um, a good pass rusher. And Gordon, I think I agree with you. They, they asked him to do a lot right out of the gate, inside, outside, start a corner, nickel. I mean, and, and he struggle busts. There's no doubt about it. Ryan, what do you think? Rate my ratings. Just really quick on on that. I mean, I think I was by far the most critical of Kyler Gordon when he he first started out. Yeah, I would agree. I think he's played better. I I don't think he's been exceptional in any way, but I think he has played better. So uh, I'm really, really, really glad that you put Trenton Gill in the exceeds. Uh, When you draft a punter, you kind of think, okay, he's going to be a punter. But with his kickoff specialties as of late, as well as I think he's been solid. Like I have no issues with it. And you kind of look at him as a draft pick and I I, I really have no issues with it whatsoever. Um, I am far lower on Bayless. I have been far lower on Bayless from day one. As soon as they drafted him, I'm not a fan of the pick. I don't see what you guys see. He's fast. That's it. And I, you know, I, I guess, and I'm also really, you know, I'm bummed about Ebner because I heard a lot of really good things about him. You know, there's already a narrative out there that polls can't draft uh, specialists. You can't draft your 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 wide receivers, your running backs, you know, tight ends and stuff like that. You didn't draft a tight end, but, you know, that narrative is already out there. So I'll be curious to see what what kind of happens with this next draft. All right, so I got a couple notes too, and I will just plug. I coincidentally today I published a graded, uh, just grading all of the Bears draft picks. I did not do any undrafted, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you put those in there, Jack. Um, but it's kind of interesting to do this exercise and remember the grades that I gave everyone. Uh, I agree with exceeds with Sanborn and Braxton Jones, and you know what? I'm going to go against you guys with Gill. I'd put him down at meets. I mean, when you draft a punter, like he's been fine. I, I don't think like he's not been bad at all, but I expect you to be a good punter when you actually get drafted. Like you need to do your job. He's been average when it comes to his uh, yards per punt. I think he's at 46.9. That's pretty much at like 18th or 20th in the league. He's he's fine. So I, I just don't know if I'd go exceeds, but he's been, you know, he's been solid. 
Uh, and then I'd bump Jaquan Brisker up to exceeds. I mean, we heard good things prior to the, you know, prior to the season, even the off the training camp portion of the off season, but just seeing more of his playmaking ability, his ball hawking ability. He's just everywhere. He's a tackling machine. He leads the team in sacks. I know that's more of an indictment on the defensive line, but I think that's that's still a good positive for him personally. So I would swap Gill and Brisker. And then for does not meet, I could make an argument, I guess, for Dominique Robinson to get bumped up slightly only because we knew going in that he was a raw prospect. He was going to need time to develop. He flashed right away a sack and a half in his first game. He was instrumental, I think, in keeping the 49ers out of the end zone uh, to help get the Bears back in that comeback win. He hasn't done much since. He's got one tackle for loss since that first game. So, But as a fifth-round defensive end, maybe who's raw? Again, he's a converted wide receiver. I You could make an argument that he could be up for me. It's just simply because of that. But I understand putting him below and does not meet. It'll help too when they get some interior uh, defensive line, yes, uh, players, right? Like folks that can actually rush the quarterback. And the the what is the the expression? Uh, rising tide lifts all ships, or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like they have nobody on the defensive line to get to the quarterback. It'll help him when they get some others that can. The other thing I just want to throw out there because I've seen this narrative and this one drives me crazy, Brendan. This this just gets my goat is like. The comments out there that saying we don't want the draft picks because Ryan Poles can't draft as if like we can make definitive statements about any of these guys. Uh, I mean, it's fun to kind of to to rate them and stuff. But like, just remember, you need a couple years, good or bad. Like, we don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but who's to say Brisker doesn't kind of fall off a cliff over the next couple of years, right? Or yeah. Bayless Jones ends up balling out in year three. So just take a deep breath and, and let's not draw definitive conclusions about Poles' ability to draft or not draft after, um, you know, three quarters of a season. And, and if if that criticism is true, I mean, that worries me a little bit because I, I it's safe to say he's, he's drafted better than he's signed free agents so far. Yeah, this free so. agency class is the worst since 2017 easily. Brent, you you wrote about it and just going through some of that. Wow, bad. I mean, anybody that's that's worth bringing back a second time around. There's literally two guys. No, well, Leatherwood uh, he he was claimed off waivers, and I'm talking about like the initial, you know, spring free agency. But yeah, out of all the guys, like well over a dozen. I counted two to three guys that you might want to bring back, and Justin Jones, who's on a two year deal. Trevor Simeon, just because, I mean, backup quarterback, whatever. And then who else? Maybe maybe Nicholas Morrow? <laughs> maybe? Meh. Am I being an apologist if I say that some of that is the result of the position that he's been placed in? I mean, he, he was yeah. in a place where he had to, he had to do, as I said often, the chip in the chair philosophy and find what he could find out there and not necessarily make any big money free agent signings. And so it's a little bit of an inevitability then that that's going to be a poor free agent class. Yeah. Jack, I think if you gave him some true serum, he would admit that at the beginning of free agency, he probably knew most of the guys he was about to sign would not be returning. No, for sure. And that was the whole like reason they did just one year, two year deals. Like it makes sense. You just maybe kind of want to see like a few more hits. And I, I think I said it, I said it on ranks show as bad as he's been. Equinemius St. Brown has actually exceeded my expectations because I thought he was going to catch like maybe five balls all season, have like 90 yards, do absolutely nothing, but he's had some moments here and there. I'm just saying like, Maybe a few more guys that would have been able to, you know, have good one-year deals, one-year runs, and then send them on their way or sign them to sign them to an extension. But it, just knowing that, and I will say, a GM's first free agency class does not make or break their tenure at all. Totally, totally. So it's not like that big of an issue. It's just more of, yikes, that was that was rough to go through. All right, gentlemen, let's play a game that I would like to call. 
greater than, less than. I've noticed on Twitter there's a bit of a trend where folks like to put up, you know, like lose greater than Giordano's or Purdy greater than Tom Brady or Dan Campbell greater than Chuck Norris. Right. So that it, sometimes it could be like kind of a controversial thing to say, like, hey, or Justin Fields, you know, greater than, you know, Trevor Lawrence, just to put it out there that they think in a very simple way with the greater than symbol that entity A is greater than entity B. So I'm going to give you two options and each of the options you're going to tell me greater than less than i would phrase it as which one do you think is greater than so it's not like you know it's not this or that and it's not would you rather it's it's greater than less than and it's going to be quick hitters i would say maybe even faster than true false here's the deal if you'd like to get extra time you can gain extra time by complimenting me that will buy you extra time so we'll stick with the order uh, shells Dangle, Brendan, I'll go last. So, greater than, less than. Bears remaining games. Lose out or win two games? Lose out. Greater, like lose out greater than. Lose out greater than, win two games. Yes. But okay. I'm sorry, Brendan. Ryan? Lose out greater than. I I don't, why, why win a game at this point? Doesn't do anything. The Packers games are gone. I reluctantly say lose out. I hate <laughs> a myself boy. for it. I hate myself. Yes. I'm yes. going to say win two games because it makes it clear that Justin Fields has developed. And plus, I'm just trying to be the I'm just trying to be the uh, the go against here. So these these alternate, by the way, they'll be football and then non football. Uh, same order. Uh, Thursday night football or World Cup soccer. Oh, God. I'll take yeah. I'll take Thursday night football. Oh, uh, wow! As bad as it is, it's not summer hockey, and so um, any football is better than summer hockey, as far as I'm concerned. Ryan Nagel, I can't believe I'm gonna say <laughs> what I'm about to say. Oh gosh, World Cup soccer greater than I can't. If it if the last couple games that I hadn't watched hadn't finished in penalty kick shootouts, the the Netherlands were dead, right? And I'm just like I'm not even watching, and and everyone goes nuts that I'm around, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's watch this, and it was exciting. And Thursday night football games have been <laughs> just so garbage, hot, hot garbage. So yeah, I I chose soccer. <laughs> Ryan Dangle must be muted now for the rest of the show because it's Thursday night football. This is a football podcast. I don't I I don't care yes. about soccer, man. Like Thursday night football holds a special place in my heart. Go to the college bars when you're in school and you just watch some bad football while drinking 50 cent beers. It's great. I love it. The unofficial start of the weekend. Too. It is the unofficial start of the time weekend. Timeout. Time no, out. you're time muted. Out. You're muted. No, 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 no. You of the soccer. four of us, Jack, has, you look fantastic who tweeted tonight. Please the most, mute Dangle. Who has tweeted the most about World Cup? Oh, I don't know. That's you. It's <laughs> Brendan Shigrew. Me? Yes. Wow. A lot. I've seen you tweet about it a lot. Off. I said one thing about the, I don't even remember game it was. And I said, oh, that was, and I compared it to football. I said, that was a great red zone play call. <laughs> I had like two tweets about the World Cup. That's two more tweets than me. Uh, so <laughs> Thursday night football, as bad of a dumpster fire as it is, everything's bad about it. The hosts on Amazon Prime, all of them uh, bad. The, the the announcers, the game itself, bad. Bad football, better than good soccer. I will admit that perhaps I don't appreciate soccer in a way that I could or should, but I don't. Uh, same order, Jack Sanborn or Roquan Smith. Jack Sanborn, greater than Roquan Smith. And I'm taking into consideration the amount of money they were going to pay him, uh, the position, the the production. Um, it, when you take all this, I'm not saying Jack Sanborn is a better player than Roquan Smith. Don't, don't hear that, what I'm saying. But for the situation the Bears are in and for the production they're getting from Jack Sanborn, uh, keeping him was greater than re-signing Roquan Smith. Right. 
Jack Sanborn greater than he's just played so much better than his draft position. And Roquan had a really good game today, but he is so inconsistent. He'll be really amazing lights out. And then the next week he barely shows up. And so I, yeah, I, I, same thing shell said it's, you know, one's better than the other, but one was an undrafted free agent. And the other one was a first round draft pick top 10 draft pick. Brennan. Okay, if we're just taking like the player and the player without financials, without draft position, whatever, it's Roquan Smith. Okay. Jack Sanborn is a good player. We've seen good things about him. I don't let's kind of step back from the prisoner in the moment a little bit. Roquan Smith is still a better linebacker overall. I'm but when when you put in the caveats about the money and all of that, like then I understand your argument, but I'm taking each player just as they are. No money, nothing like that. So I take Roquan Smith greater than Jack Sanborn. It's a, it's a decent debate. Jack Sanborn has, I think, far more uh, tackles for losses, which is kind of wild. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Roquan Smith greater than Jack Sanborn. Similar reasons as what Brendan said: body of work, uh, resume, Pro Bowl, uh, etc. Sledding or ice skating. Shells ice skating, ice skating greater than sledding because I grew up playing pond hockey. Uh, if I haven't told you guys that, and it was awesome, uh, so I loved fun. it. Fire department would come down like once every other week and spray the ice and zamboni it and stuff, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I've had a chance to take my kids ice skating a couple times, which is like a totally foreign experience down here when it's 80 degrees and you're inside skating, but um, as fun as it is to sled. Uh, there's nothing like playing playing a little pond hockey in the winter. Right. Sled, sledding greater than just it's it's just fun. Fun to go downhill. It's a little bit like a roller coaster, um, but you can, you know, take as many turns as you want. It's fun. Sledding greater than pond hockey or ice skating. I, I enjoy ice skating, but sledding, just something as a kid going down that big hill, trying to hit your brother while he's coming up and taking out his legs when you're on the tube. And uh, drunk sledding when you're older, also a very fun thing. <laughs> sledding greater than ice skating. You know, it can turn into a snowball fight. It can turn into we're making snowman, snowmen. We're, we're wrestling, tackling each other. There's laughter. Somebody gets just trucked at some point who's not paying attention. And that's priceless. Justin Fields or any of the quarterbacks in his class? Justin Fields. I'm absolutely taking Justin Fields. His his ceiling, uh, while Trevor Lawrence may be playing a little bit better at the moment from a production standpoint, I still think Justin Fields' ceiling is higher. Uh, and I think Justin Fields is doing almost as much as Trevor Lawrence with considerably less around him. Uh, so for those reasons and others that I can't get into because um, – unless I want to compliment you for the rest of the show, Jack, which I, I would like to do, but I'll, uh, in the interest of giving everybody else time, I will stick with those two reasons and say Justin Fields greater than any of the other quarterbacks in his class. Ryan Dingle. You're an attractive man. Can we just talk really quick, really quick about Chris Sims rankings, quarterback Ooh. rankings, <laughs> pre-draft. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. He Missed gets, it by that much. He gets Future paid, GM, Chris Sims? He gets paid a lot of money to be just wolf. Must be nice to be Phil Sims' son, huh? I mean, that was just, wow. Yeah. Just please, Bad. if you don't know what we're talking about, go Google that right now. Terrible. Justin Fields. He's got a he's got a bigger ceiling than than Lawrence. Lawrence is playing better, yes, but but Justin Fields, man, dare I say, could be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Brennan, he's already potentially a top ten. Uh, Justin Fields greater than anybody else, and just for everyone, for everything everybody else said, higher ceiling. And you know what? I'll just put a meatball take out there. And Jack, you're very handsome, by the way. Today, I love you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Watching Jeremy. Justin Fields play is just so much more exciting, I feel like. Watching Trevor Lawrence play, he's he's good. He's really good. It's a little more boring. So I like the excitement, even though I know he throws for a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. He's fine. Bob but... from Schaumburg probably but, doesn't. But, agree Brendan, with that thing, but... Brendan, he's a running back, and uh, <laughs> the Bears need to trade him away and get uh, some kind of draft pick back so that we can get a real quarterback 
that throws the ball. That was a real take this weekend, though. <laughs> it really was. That was <laughs> a real take. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Wowza. Uh, at the risk of being burned at the stake, Trevor Lawrence. I love Justin Fields. I, I think Lawrence has a great pocket presence. I think that he has a great arm. I think he's a great leader. I think that he can also be incredibly versatile. He moves around the pocket very well, scored a rushing touchdown. There is a possibility, there's a possibility as we project out that Lawrence ends up having a better career than Fields. That's all I'm saying. There's a possibility, but I do. I'm very pleased with our with our quarterback. Uh, Shells, you're going to love this one. Peter Bukowski or Dan Wiederer? Uh, is death an option? Is no. Ouch. No, I wish you could all see his face Mm. right now. No poison pill. (laughs) That is uh, just a message to my listeners or our listeners. Um, It's been real. I think this is where I get off the podcast forever because I can't I can't answer that question. That is. Oh, my God. Um, Choose one. uh, What you got? I you know what? Just because he occasionally has some decent uh, bears nuggets. I'll go weeder. Thank God. I can't believe you made me say that, Jack. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Dan Wiederer, and it's and in the words of the kids, it's not close. Um, it's really not. Dan Wiederer has had some good stuff. Yes, he can be totally Debbie Downer, but he's also had some some good stuff. And I, you know, I think he goes about the process in the right way, and he's not a absolute giant douche. <laughs> Yeah, Dane Dane Weeder greater than Peter Bukowski easily by a mile. And Dane Weeder gets a lot of hate. Uh, Jack, you look so good. God, your hair is so quaffed. <laughs> Extra 30 uh, seconds. Dane, Dane Weeder gets so much hate from fans, and I understand he's got some rough takes. He's a phenomenal writer, and he has been doing this a long time. I know he likes to you know spout that sometimes. 12 years. But Peter Bukowski, though, he's a guy well, that just Brandon, wants... careful. We don't want his team of lawyers to come after us. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't put we, we didn't put his picture on a fake tweet. <laughs> but no, Peter Bukowski is way more pompous, way more arrogant. He thinks he knows all. I think Dane Weeder is just he, he likes to stir the pot, but he really seems like a good dude. And I, I do enjoy following him, even though I don't agree with maybe some of his takes. I'm going Weederer as well and greatly enjoyed the back and forth between Parkins and Weederer recently. Hey, take Make it a... easy, a condescending piece of crap. You <laughs> <laughs> got mad. Ooh, you got mad. That made me so happy. <laughs> oh, that was fun that, to listen to. That was fun. <laughs> I rewound right. that like 10 times. Uh, make a selection with your top three pick or trade down. Oh, this is tough because I don't know who's going to be available, but I'll take... Um, Without knowing all the information, the variables, I'll, I'll take a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I'll take a pick that a, a player like that, usually in the top three, can be a franchise changing player. I'm taking the pick. The, just too many variables. You have more options. Just, yeah, I'll take the pick. Taking the pick with a big if you do the combine, you do the interview, there's no character issues, there's no injury issues, you have a generational player. I know nothing's guaranteed, but it looks like a slam dunk, then then you make the pick. If that guy is on the board, then you make the pick. George Pickens or Jaquan Brisker? Jaquan Brisker greater than George Pickens. George Pickens is starting to show why perhaps he fell in the draft a little bit. And that situation would not be good with the team that we have right now. We talked about Jenkins buying in, right? And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm glad we got who we got. Brisker, I think it was Kyler Gordon. We'd have to have a conversation at least about it, but I think the character concerns definitely make this a slam dunk. It's Brisker. Brisker, and not only just for the character concerns with Pickens, I mean, Brisker has been balling out. He looks great as a safety. We've been looking for a great safety duo. We might actually have one, and things are going to get a lot better if that D-line gets shored up. And yeah, Pickens reminds me of Brandon Lloyd. He can make those acrobatic catches and then drops the easy ones. I'm going Brisker. Kay Adams or Aaron Andrews? Kay Adams, 
greater than Aaron Andrews. And uh, man, Logan, you, Logan, we need you back, Logan. <laughs> we really do. I don't actually believe this, but I'm going to say Aaron Andrews just because if Logan is listening, it's going to make his head explode. <laughs> I love it. I actually do believe this, Aaron Andrews over Kay Adams. I am an Aaron Andrews fan. I feel like I just, I don't know, kind of she she came in and went up with her in the ranks watching her develop as not only a really good, I think, broadcast journalist, but also as just an amazingly beautiful woman. Brian Dable or Mike McDaniels? Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I love that guy. He's like one of my favorite um, personalities in the NFL right now. I think he's so refreshingly honest and genuine, and you don't see that in coaches in any sport, let alone the NFL. Dable, he's done much more with a whole lot less. I'm going to go Dable as well, and I do like Mike McDaniel, but one thing I do notice with some of his like things that he says and his sideline antics, I guess if you call them, I feel like that could get really old really fast. And I do appreciate it, but it just seems like a lot over the last like couple months or so. Mike McDaniels, I think he's got this relationship with the players that seems to be next level. Love his humor, love his interviews. I think he'd be super entertaining. All right, one more. And I think this will be interesting to see who ends up winning in the end. We're going to do an NFL Super Bowl snake draft. So we're going to draft a team we're basing this on playoff projections and so everyone's going to end up with two teams and and that's it and uh yeah whoever wins the super bowl ends up winning that's that's going to come down to that um i pre-selected randomly pre-selected the draft order i promise uh i used the uh what's the what's the new program ryan the uh ai i use that uh that's kind of mind-blowing if you haven't checked that out yet i I definitely would so uh order will be uh with the first pick will be ryan dangle second pick will be brendan i will get the third pick and shells will get the fourth and then we will snake draft it back so everybody gets two teams shouldn't take a great deal of time uh essentially picking the team that you think is going to win the super bowl everybody gets two teams questions nope all right ryan just before I'm on the clock, you're talking about chat GPT. Yes. It's, it's insane. Some of the stuff that it, it created a religion and like a website. And it's insane how check it out. Just do a quick Google search. Take the Eagles fly. Eagles fly. That's the easy first pick. Uh, I got a decision. Uh, probably just because I really want them to uh, Buffalo. All right, so Ryan has the Eagles, and Brendan Chigrew has the Bills. I am on the clock. Well, I'm going to take the Chefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. That's who I was between. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. <laughs> We're on the clock. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, I guess. Yeah. I don't. Your guy, yeah, I don't Daniels. believe in easy choice. Yeah, I don't believe in any other. T- well, maybe. Uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna go to the Bungles. Sorry, All right. I'm gonna change. So, oh, so you got you, you're changing. The pick wasn't in. All right. So first round, Ryan takes the Eagles. Brendan takes the Bills. I take the Chiefs, and Shells takes the Bungles. Back to you, Shells, with the second pick. Well, then I, I guess it didn't matter. I'll take, I'll take the Dolphins. <laughs> All that consternation for nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you new here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, my pick. Sorry. Uh, so, boy, boy, those Jets look enticing, said no one ever. Ah, boy, oh, boy. Minnesota? No. Uh, I think... San Fran could go on a heater. San Fran might win it. They're a hot team right now. It's a good one, but it makes my pick a lot easier. How about them Cowboys? What? No way. They will poop their pants. Uh, You know what? I mean, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl somehow. I was going to pick them, but they will poop their pants. Yeah, they're they're the Southwest Vikings. It's good value at this this point of the draft, guys. That's a great point. You're right. It's a good pick. 
not not going to pick. The Titans, they can surprise, and they're. They, I I know I know the look that you're giving, but I just think they seem like they make it into the playoffs all the time. They I know they've lost their last three games. I totally get it, but I don't know, man. They just seem to get hot at all the right times, and yeah, why not? All right, that'll be fun to watch. Puts a gives us a little skin in the game to see who it is that uh, ends up coming out in the end. Well. I really appreciate it, guys. That was a lot of fun. Making the bye week interesting can be challenging. There's no doubt about it. But doing it with you guys, that sweetens the pot quite a bit. So thank you so much for playing along with those with those segments. I really appreciate your your wisdom, your insight, and especially your humor. Uh, shout outs. Uh, who are you shouting out today? Ryan Dangle and then Brennan Chagru and then Patrick Sheldon. I have two shout outs. Uh, both of these are on Twitter and just really good dudes. Uh, had some awesome interactions back and forth with uh, at Kiwi Bear or sorry, at Kiwi Kiwi Bear, Kiwi Bear. Uh, he's an Englishman living in New Zealand uh, and just a good dude. We had some back and forth about soccer. We had back and forth about the, the Bears. And he said some really nice things about our podcast a little while back. And I don't know that we ever gave him the shout out that he deserves for that. So thank you. The other one is Gregory Bell II. Uh, Just some awesome back and forth. Dude makes me laugh. And we've had some very, very similar takes as of late. And I really, really appreciate him very much. So thanks, Gregory. Appreciate you. All right. I got three shout outs. And I I had another one in my head. I, I apologize to whoever... I was supposed to shout out, so I'm sorry. Uh, the first one goes to Patrick Manley. Uh, thank you so much to Patrick Manley for allowing me to interview him earlier this week. We talked a lot about his uh, Collegiate Lawn Snapper Award that is gaining more and more recognition. Uh, he had a lot of really good things and really insightful things to say about the Bears, so make sure you check that out on Bears Wire. Uh, shout out to Adam Rank. Uh, got to be on his show this week on short notice, so talking with him two times in a week was really cool. But I also want to shout out the guys behind the scenes as well. Uh, So the sick podcast with Adam Rank, uh, Sammy, as well as Anello, those guys, they're the ones, you know, running the production, getting the interviews. Uh, They do a great job and uh, really exciting to see that podcast continue to grow. And then last but not least, uh, Elise, uh, AJ Davis, uh, she's got a lot of opinionated Bears thoughts, but it's really fun going back and forth with her. We had a spirited conversation this weekend. Uh, Really good Bears fan. Always appreciate um, her support and just, again, arguing about the Bears in a fun and, you know, respectful way. So uh, shout out to those individuals. I've got a couple of quick ones. Uh, the first is is Betsy Tar. She's at Betsy Page twenty four. Um, have some fun interactions with her, especially because she's a unicorn like me. She is both a Bears and Yankees fan, and uh, it's not easy to find perfect people like that um, who are just happen to be fans of the greatest teams in professional sports. But uh, that is us. And then uh, shout out to Brenda Weber. Thank you for being the only person on Twitter to support uh, me and my peppermint addiction. I went to Starbucks today to get uh, peppermint mochas for myself and my wife, and they were out of peppermint. And I was very, very disappointed. And I posted it on Twitter. And uh, I was surprised at the backlash I got. You're such uh, a basic B. You're, you're a basic yeah. bitch. It was it was amazing. Like so many people came at me talking about how bad peppermint is. Like, why do you hate candy canes and Christmas and children's dreams? Like, what is wrong with you people? Peppermint's did you fantastic. Taylor, did you get your T Swift concert tickets or did you miss out on those? <laughs> whoa, whoa, well, all right, all right. Peppermint's great shells. I just Thank want you to go to Duncan more, that's all. But I okay. appreciate your all right. you know, well, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. You step up, uh, Jack. Yeah. Duncan tastes like battery acid to me. I, I can't do that anymore. Wow. Um, well now you're muted. <laughs> also you so, lost some time by your yankees slobbering that was so yeah, yeah did you hear did you hear that nope, they are didn't. they are uh working on something bigger than rodan sounds like they're they're gonna get rodan but maybe something bigger than that too that's great just keep yeah. spending and winning i love it <laughs> uh and then my last shout out is just in general to bears facebook um i think shagru was you who alerted me to the fact that somebody uh ran oh was it you jack sorry yes. ran with That's my right. tweet about That's will awesome. levis that was completely a joke and i thought was 
very self-evident that it was a joke and uh some of the comments and the replies were just <laughs> they just had me in stitches man i was absolutely dying that that not only people thought that was a real tweet but then seriously debated it uh, amongst each other on facebook and uh never change bears facebook never change <laughs> real- it was a long stream of comments like 523 unbelievable well, it was fantastic entertainment uh- I propose before Jack gets to a shout outs at some point, we do a real Facebook comment or fake face Facebook comment with bears, Facebook posts, <laughs> because Holy shit, people the takes out there. They're wild. That'd be, that'd, that'd be a fun segment. Actually. I would like to shout out a couple of listeners. Uh, Chicago. John is a, a great follow. Go ahead and uh, hit him up on Twitter. Uh, Brian Vincent, he's at slant underscore week. Uh, I'm going to shout out Tommy Waddle because I'm in the process of trying to blatantly get him on the show. So we'll go ahead and shout. And we love Tommy Waddle anyway. Um, but teaser, he is possibly going to join us at some point in the future, which will be really awesome. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chuck Hoff, uh, he's at Hoff Chuck. Uh, he is uh, a huge Bears fan, and we've had some dialogue this week, which is really, really fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for being a fan of us. We are a fan of you back. Follow us, like us, listen to us, tell a friend, tell a family member at Christmas dinner. And we hope that the Chicago Bears put up a good showing next week against the Eagles. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, of course, bear down, Chicago.